was like, hey, my back feels a lot better. <laughs> and so I started I started doing a lot of those moves and and yeah, it really helps my my back. So there might be yeah. something to it. I think so. Could be. <laughs> We are very, very happy to have you with us today, Kara. Kara has Yoga Kiwi, and it is one of my favorite things about Seneca. It is a wonderful spot with wonderful people, and I highly recommend it to absolutely everyone. And we would love to hear from you in this very uncertain time, what all of us can do to be calm, to reduce our anxiety on on one hand, Everyone has different situations that they're dealing with and this pandemic affects people in different ways. But on one hand, it also the, the great equalizer. Every single yeah. one of us is is feeling the uncertainty and the anxiety and just the disruption to our everyday lives. And a lot of things that we are used to that we miss being able to mm-hmm. get together with people in person being able to go to the yoga studio every Saturday morning and and have coffee afterwards, we don't have. And we are very appreciative to have you in our community and our friend group. And we are very happy that you decided to sit down with us. And we just wanted to reach out and see if you could talk with us and talk with the people who listen to the outfall and just share with them what you do in times like this and what we can all do to help make the most of the situation. Well, first off, I'm so happy to be here with you guys. The reality of the situation is there are a lot of real things that are going on in this world with people that I care about. And then there's a lot of imagined as well, which I'm sure it's for so many people because we hear so many things and then our mind takes us to sometimes an extreme of what potentially could happen. And so really trying to keep it in the here and now is a very difficult thing to do at times because of fear. Um, You know, we're being told to distance ourselves from the people we care about. There's a true loss to to life right now, loss to uh, patterns, habits, uh, people we love. Um, And then also to simple things like um, being able, as you said, Amy, to go to the yoga studio and have coffee Um, We're being told what to do. And so a lack of control is there. So for me, I'm trying to take simple things in life, simple opportunities to continue to, you know, take a class, uh, take a yoga class in the morning. For me, that's what I love to do. Um, And then, uh, you know, going for walks with people that I care about, um, having conversations. Um, There's been a lot of activity online where I'm connecting with people on FaceTime, um, But at the end of the day, there's little simple things that um, we all can do. And it really comes down to the breath of bringing ourselves back into the moment. And so I know we had talked about a bit of meditation, um, things like that, but I'm not sure. I I really want to hear what you guys are doing to keep things normal for you. Hmm. (sighs) You know, I'm burying myself in work, Kara. I hate to say that. Yeah. It's more, probably more like what you are doing too, David. Just, uh, just I'm, I'm lucky. I'm fortunate to mm-hmm. be able to kind of, you know, it's lots of conference calls. But you know, you, you, you're absolutely right. There is this this distancing. Even even doing the virtual conference calls, it, it's not the same, is it? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I'm very thankful that I can 
work and I have work to do and Mm -hmm. it keeps me busy because otherwise you just be sitting here trying to pass the time. And of course your mind wanders and you, you think about the gravity of the situation, but we were reading an article who just, who is an astronaut in space and just came back and he was talking about his tips from living in space and how there are some things that he did while he was there that now he's having to do again now that people are in isolation and he said, keeping a a schedule and reaching out and, and just little things that you could do to try to keep your day normal and keep it structured and get outside and exercise and have connections in the ways that you can. I really want to know how he got outside and exercised in space. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about how it would be burning hot on one side where the sun was and then icy cold on the other side. But I think his exercise recommendation was for us now here on earth. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he was doing doing, uh, yoga on the moon. You never know. You never Mm -hmm. know. (laughs) Let me run to the other side of the space station. <laughs> That's right. Let's <laughs> do backflips all the way over. You mentioned uh, meditation, Kara. You're reading more and more about it, right? Athletes, mm-hmm. everyone's doing it. I mean, what do you sure. think? So the reality is there's a lot of data out there that um, what yoga or yoga meditation breathing techniques do is it actually can help with it, with the um calming effect that the parasympathetic nervous system does. So um, it really encourages that relaxation response and allows for the body to come back into balance. So um, if we're talking about the nervous system itself, like the autonomic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system is what calms the body down. The sympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight. And so right now, even in this time of stress, there's an ongoing um, just like battle, I would imagine, for people with the fear coming up to um, have that sympathetic nervous system kind of be overplaying. But the reality is, if you, we can add in a little bit of meditation or even deep breathing, you're, you're actually allowing the body to calm itself or infusing that. So I, I think that personally, it, it, it is something that I do and try to do morning and evening. Hmm. Um, and um, have really grabbed onto that even more so, um, in these times. And, and, and for me, it, I, it truly is a, a stress relief. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, uh, have, what, have you tried it at all? Have you guys tried it? I know we, we do it a little bit in class here and there, but. I have, I'm not very good at it though. I think that that's what everyone says. Mm-hmm. But yeah. from what I understand, you just have to keep practicing and calm your mind and your thoughts and focus on using your breath to, to physically not force your body, but, but create an environment which your body can relax and you're, you're working with Mm -hmm. your body instead of against it. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they start meditation, they, they, they talk about, um, I can't keep my attention. My mind wanders. Well, it shouldn't, your mind's supposed to wander. We're humans. That's what it does. So really the goal of doing a meditation is not trying to overcome being a human, but actually allowing your notice, being able to notice when the mind wanders and re and bringing it back to the breath. And so, um, so don't be too hard on yourself when you say you're not good at it. Um, the mindfulness, mindfulness of acknowledging the 
train of thought moving away from the breath is really where you want to be applaud yourself because then you can bring yourself back. And so, um, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. So I have two questions and, and maybe you can choose which one you want to answer first. Mm-hmm. The first, or maybe the first is kind of a comment is like, I'm, I, w- I guess I'm surprised when you first introduced meditation, you're sort of talking mostly about the physical effects mm-hmm. And I guess um, certainly the two would be tied, mental and physical, but mm-hmm. is the goal mental and physical or both? Or And then a second question is, how does it differ that from just lying in bed and, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm just awake and I'm really not doing anything. I'm just sitting there thinking, um, is it different than that? Or, mm-hmm. or, or, or at night trying to sleep and your mind wanders? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Any so, thoughts along those lines? So first off, um, you had mentioned uh, the first question, I believe, had to do about the physical aspects. Right. Um, and then and then you're talking about psychological aspects as well. So so the reality is when you this the, in the body, the central nervous system, when it's working, um, the parasympathetic has effects on um, all aspects of. Uh, when you think about fight or flight, for example, the sympathetic nervous system, you have the uh, the adrenals working, you have um, the endocrine system going, uh, you get the the eyes are dilating, um, and so you're getting ready for that fight or flight. But then there's the also what's going on within the brain is that there's um, the amygdala within the brain is basically being told that fear is here. So it's activating everything. So the reality is when this is happening within the body, it's both physical, but also psychological. So I'm to clarify, as I'm talking through this, is your perception that meditation would be for a psychological benefit just alone? Or is that what you've thought or read or, or, or not? No, I, well, I I really haven't read or thought much about it. I've just kind okay. of heard about it, and I guess yeah. But I guess I did think like meditation is more to clear your mind, and mm-hmm. so I guess I was surprised and maybe pleasantly surprised to hear about all the good effects on your body as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, so it, it's interesting. Um, I guess when you clear your mind, the calm, the, the reduction in stress itself, we all, I don't know, there's so much data out there right now that would talk about the reduction of stress uh, can influence, I think it's 75 different diseases. And the reality is if we are clearing our mind of stress and if we're doing that through meditation or if it's running or um, like you're talking about taking just a few minutes of time as you wake up in the morning where you have a calm mind, um, could that be hurting you? I wouldn't think so. But the reality is anything that's going to reduce your stress level will help. And one easy way is to come to the breath. One simple way, one tool that we always have with us is our breath. And so no matter where you are, to be able to grab a couple minutes during the day to pause and actually influx a, pe- uh, a period of time of calm, would how could that hurt? And so the recommendation is to do it, you know, multiple times throughout the day. Um, and even if it's just two or three minutes. And so, um, 
to be able to bring a bit of calm into the body, a bit of balance back into the body, especially when we're being bombarded with stressful demands. It, it's um, just an easy way to influence it. So I hope that answers it a little bit. I like that a lot. I like I like knowing that I have a tool with me all the time and it's something as simple as my breath. That's, yes. that's satisfying. That doesn't cost a lot right. of money. That's not. Well, all right. So, Kara, I have tried off and on, uh, I guess, the last three or four years. I, I am one that uh, gravitates to any easy app, you know, meditation app. I think I've tried mm-hmm. them all. I'll do it for a while, right? Like, and, and 10 minutes is about my limit. And then my brain just goes haywire. But then it's so funny when life gets really busy and probably the time I need it is when I, it drops off my radar. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. But there is something, you know, and it's just... I've, oh, I've been hard on myself because it really hasn't become a habit yet, right? Like, oh gosh. how long did it, I, for you? For me, I, I was like you in the beginning where it was touch and go. Um, and it's, but the reality is I always knew there was the benefit. When I was doing it, I knew it was beneficial. And it was not for years for me to actually get into a habit um, of, of say the morning and evening or trying to do the morning and evening Um, and so for a long, you have to do what works for you. So even if it's a habit of, as David has even suggested, if he did the deep breathing that we, we will talk about in a little bit of, um, in the morning, instead of thinking about what you're going to do during the day, maybe just giving you that gap of time or gap space to not think about anything and just allow your body just to be ready itself for the day. Um, Everybody's different, though, Robert. Everybody's different. So Mm. if you just keep trying to infuse it, give yourself a challenge. Maybe you do it this week. I mean, you have the time. I know. Why not? (laughs) We got a little bit of time here. And in between um, your conference calls, maybe try to do um, the belly breathing in between there. Who knows? Even the process of pulling it in through the nose drawing it low to the lower belly, allowing the belly to be relaxed, and then exhaling slowly and just following that in and out, noticing what's happening within the body as you breathe in through the nose, the belly expands, and then letting it go. And just seeing what happens with the body. If you can trace that in and trace it out, all of a sudden those thoughts, those other thoughts kind of go in the background, kind of what you're talking about. They get muted in front of you or behind you, I guess. And the breath is really all you're staying with. Hmm. Well, is there anything else we want to discuss or do we want to start our meditation? We're actually all excited here, Kara. So we're going oh, to boy. be able to do this Riveting. real, you know, recorded meditation with you. Oh, you know, we've, we've thought about this for a while. And so what we're... Yeah, I, I don't know, Amy, David, I, I think what we're going to say is this is probably going to be the world's first uh, wastewater-influenced meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, influent. I thought this was effluent. Effluent. Influ- yes. Well, it it's be. both, right? Right. Breathe in, oh. effluent out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Took audio from a, waste, a real live wastewater treatment. I do know that. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, I'm really proud to, to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> because hey let's think about it let's just get rid of all the waste out of ourselves right? oh. it's all good all good excellent 
really the reality is um, we're going to start into a belly breathing. This is the easiest, simplest form of meditation and something that I think people can really grab onto, as I was saying, in between conference calls, mm. um, a simple first morning um, thing. So just take a moment, take an easy seat, a comfortable seat, whether you're sitting in your chair, sitting on a bed, sitting on the floor. And just go ahead, just for a moment, just feel yourself just kind of resting into your body. Notice your feet on the ground. On an inhale, just draw the breath in through the nose and direct it right to the belly. Let the belly be soft. Hold it down deep. And then on the exhale, just smoothly let it go. Push all the air out. And then again, connect to the breath. Breathe in, inhale through the nose. Allow the belly to be soft. And exhale through the mouth. And maybe just add in on an inhale, let. And on the exhale, go. Just a simple inhale, let, and on the exhale, go. Notice as you trace in the air how your body and your mind just begin to soften and relax. Notice the belly soft on the inhale. And focus on the breath on the exhale. And we'll do that for a minute, just mindfully paying attention to the sound of the breath, drawing it low. And what you're doing here is helping the whole body. You're slowing the heart rate, decreasing your blood pressure, Relaxing the big muscles in the body. You're even allowing yourself to digest your food easier. Within the mind, the action at the amygdala is quieted. The fear and anger reduced. And there's an increased action all along your cerebral cortex so you can have more compassion for yourself for others help with your decision making your thought process breathe in fully And exhale completely. Breathe in. And let go. How do you feel? Wow, I feel relaxed. Really good. Good. Very calm. 
and that was just three minutes. You know, when you put it like that, like three minutes, it doesn't sound bad, right? Like no. it doesn't have three minutes, right? But why is it so hard? There's a lot to do. <laughs> we all have a lot to do. Oh, no. Schedule it. You'll feel better. Put it on Outlook. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Invite people to it. Oh. Oh. Invite each other. Invite Amy to it. Uh-huh. Put it in your Outlook. It'll be good. Have you, um, just one last question, have you had mm-hmm. success converting folks to like use a meditation as a tool that you had never thought would ever have tried this? Oh my gosh. I'm talking to you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't say converting, but I think that there's so much science, there's so much data out there right now that I think even as David had said earlier, um, you know, I've read about it, I've, I've heard a few things about it. So there's a lot of rumble out there right now about what potentially meditation can do for people. And so um, I think people are keeping an ear open. So it's kind of helping helping themselves, but also allowing me to speak a little bit more about it without getting like a, people are a little more open to it. We'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well. you so much. Stay, Stay well. Yes, stay well.